Really? Like, that's me? Oh, no. I'm stuck with that forever? Welcome to the Child Whisper Podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle, author of the best-selling parenting book, The Child Whisper. I'm with my co-host, Anne Tuttle-Brown. My type 3 six-year-old daughter came home from school recently and with a little bit of a upset look on her face said, Mom, my friends say I'm a bragger. And I kind of said, Did she even know what bragging meant? Um, yeah. I think she did at that point. I mean, you know, you're such a bragger. She probably figured it out by the experience. She didn't know exactly what it meant. And I said, yeah. well. She just knew it wasn't a compliment. Yeah. It was, um, yes. she felt shaming and a put down to yeah, her. Yeah, and she was embarrassed. Okay. My friends say I'm a bragger. And I said, well, type threes can be braggers. <laughs> and she had this look on her face like, really? Like, that's like, me? Oh, no. I'm stuck with that forever? And I'm then I, doomed. Yeah. I'm doomed <laughs> bragging and people getting upset at me. <laughs> it was an interesting moment. Yeah, I can teach she, her. You yeah. got to learn to live with this, Katie. <laughs> well, that's what I was, that's the direction I was headed. It was interesting because in that moment, I thought, where am I going to go with this? And I just decided to go for it. And I said, well, type threes can, can come across as braggers and then I explained the tendency to her. I said, type threes, you're very confident. You're excited about what you've accomplished and you want to show people. And sometimes that can come across as bragging. So here are some ways that you can manage that. So the the good quality, the honorable quality is you have a natural sense of confidence. You like to accomplish things. And you're excited about what you've done. Because you're so passionate about what you've done, you just are sharing it with that passion because it's just important to you you have all value it it's something you really value so that that was the honorable quality you're so yes and with the type three you're so focused on that result that i think it comes across more strongly as bragging because you're not like praising someone else's you're like look what i did here it is right the result so you basically focused on what you've created you outlined her positive quality and then taught her how it can be interpreted because there's some missing pieces Mm -hmm. like what so the quality itself is a good thing yeah it's a gift yeah that's her natural part of who she is right and so I asked her while I was explaining this to tell me what had happened and she said she had drawn a picture and she did it so much faster than all of her friends and she her friend said how do you like mine and she said well I'm already done with mine she kind of just focused on hers or picked up her picture and showed it to everybody. Look how fast I am. I'm all done. And that's when her friend said, you're bragging. And so the, I gave her some tools to manage this. I said, show what you're excited about, but praise your friend as well. Or tell a teacher or a parent and they can just go there with you. Did she understand that? <laughs> yeah. And she actually came home the next day and said, mom, my friend showed me. And I said, wow, that looks so good. Look at mine. And so there's still the opportunity. I showed. I told her like you can still show, but make sure that you're um, praising other people's too, and that and will make it feel more, uh, just more polite and excited about others. And to include her efforts without making it seem like mine's better than yeah. yours, because mm-hmm. that can happen as well. So each type has a natural gift that can be shamed by their peers, and it can be annoying to their peers. So type one, fun-loving child. Because of their exuberant nature and their excitement and their high movement can be told they're hyper. 
even your type one child may have heard that from a peer. You're always so hyper. It's so annoying. You know, you maybe a type four child, a student or someone that they know gave them that feedback. Mm-hmm. Cause that's, and ironically, that's what their friends love them for. Yeah, interestingly, <laughs> where the, the type four child isn't oriented to that, doesn't have a reference point for it. So the now movement. that become yes, like, because they wouldn't act that way ever. Yeah. So that could come out from them. So that's an opportunity to now teach your type one fun-loving child. You have a higher movement. You have a buoyant quality. Animation. How you move through life. You get very excited. It, the, you like, yeah, you you're speak be what silly. you're thinking in the moment. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always come out. I can so think it makes of like sense. a type one in a class setting being, a, you know, just kind of silly and excited and hyper. You'll have a tendency to different to, to varying degrees. You know, change your focus quite easily. Mm-hmm. These are all great qualities, and in certain settings, they could come across as irritating to people. So again, now you're giving that point of reference to say it's some scenarios that needs to be managed Mm -hmm. how do you now add some tools what would you tell a type one child just like you gave katie some tools what tools could you give a type one child i would talk about in what situations are they being you know common are these comments being made is it probably not at recess because that's where it's a time to have fun and kind of just be more playful so is it are they comments when it's not invited more and like when it's supposed to be more focused time and so just managing the timing of it and they can be a really funny person if you help develop that (laughs) i'd also tell them to be aware mindful of which friends appreciated in them and which children seem to have a lack of reference to it and say well make sure you know you choose your friends Mm -hmm. so they're you're supported make choices in your friends so you feel supported by your friends i would also are they doing most of the talking and you know, are they the, are they taking over? Is their movement taking over? Like in this scenario with Katie, it was well, praise your friends too. And a type one, are you letting your friend engage in the movement as yeah. well, or is your movement taking over? You so including just, them, or are you yeah. letting them talk? Be a detective them share their excitement? of when this scenario is happening, mm-hmm. and then kind of like, oh, okay, here's some ideas to resolve it. And you're yeah, you can start teaching this by the age of four or five. Mm-hmm. And, and then role play the situation. Pro- That's right. always a fun thing to do. Role play it. Now, a type two sensitive child may get some feedback that will feel shaming that they're scaredy cats or they're nervous or, oh, what? Because they'll hold back or mm-hmm. they'll hesitate and they'll be shamed for that and told, you know, you need to be more willing to do things. And so as they understand that their nature is to wait and become more familiar and to move at their own pace. Familiarity creates safety and permission for a type two to move forward. The more familiar they feel about an experience, the more they can choose into it. And so there's some preempting that in scenarios that are new to them, that you can preempt their experience by saying, let's practice this. Let's imagine you're in this setting. What would you do? You could take that, if something shows up at school or with friends that feel shaming to them, you again role play it and make sure you ask them what, how do you feel about this? What would feel safer to you? What would feel comfortable? And let them bring that to mind. Their hesitation comes from kind of being caught like a deer in the headlights, like, I don't know what to do. So they'll just shut down. And so the more awareness, 
the more awareness creates familiarity. The more familiarity they have, the more they can move forward feeling comfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of how I had friends through my elementary years is I would have one best friend for like one or two years at a time because they were more familiar to me. And yeah. I wasn't like skipping around in different groups. I was just like, that was my friend and I do things with. And I think as a type two, that's probably the case is where you find that person that you're really comfortable with, you're having fun mm-hmm. with, and you're more familiar in that scenario. Type twos really thrive on being reassured, give them lots of reassurance and teach them that they can give themselves reassurance in any setting to say, you know, build their confidence and trust themselves and really believe in themselves. Your type four child could be hearing they're a know-it-all, that they're correcting people, that they're taking the position of authority with peers, that they have something else to add that makes it sound like they know more than everyone else. And so first to answer a question every time or or, correct somebody mm -hmm. or give feedback to another student. So they want to, you need to tell them they're a more serious child, that they have an intellectual connection. They're very thought out. They have a very strong thinking mind and there's a very good chance they do know the facts even more than others, that they are more informed, that they have a perspective that is more accurate. Validate all of that. And is it always appropriate to share that? Is it always necessary? And again, just like you're teaching these other, the type one and the type three child, is this the setting for that? Mm -hmm. Is this the setting for your type four child to correct? Is it, is it enough? They need to learn that it's enough for them to know it. Mm. And it doesn't always need to be voiced. Yeah. Learning the discernment of when. Yes. In fact, I would tell your type four child to look up the word discernment. I want you to go look up the word discernment. Now, if they're not I think even a five-year-old type four might be able to figure that one out. Google that or have them Google it on your phone right there and read it with them together and say, okay, explain to me what is discernment. What does it mean? Well, it's being aware of a situation and making a judgment, a decision in that situation that's beneficial. And you want them to be favoring themselves in a way. Say, do you, you know, we don't want to bring upon ourselves these judgmental opinions of others. And this is unfortunately how people don't know what we know or understand us the way we do. And so you need to be discerning in situations to know when to share and what to share. And what's appropriate and honoring of other people. You Respect is a big deal in their world. Mm -hmm. And it's teaching them how to respect others so they receive respect back. And when you talk it all out with them in that manner, they'll understand them. They'll be motivated to go... To really perfect that Yeah, they're not necessarily (laughs) motivated by the fact they want more friends. See, they have a different motivation than a type 1 or a type 3 child. You know, their motive needs to be this is reasonable and it makes sense. And when they have that understanding of something, they're motivated. Another idea is that they could just write it down, like the uh, what what they their feelings if they're feeling you know like frustrated about something and it needs to be done a different way or this person didn't get it right or have a time where they can come and and talk to you and it can just be like a listening time so they are able to express and get that out and talk about it in a supportive environment i don't think i'd make your type four more serious child role play it <laughs> yeah Maybe on their terms. Would I don't know. Like? I'd, they'd rather talk it out. Yeah, that's true. And and what would you do different? 
Mm-hmm. It's more of an analytical process. And Let's then invite of... them to follow up with you the next time it happens and in their progress. I think that yeah. would be something that they're excited about. This week's parenting practice is to say this week's parenting practice is to take some time this week to coach your child to acknowledge how well they are using their gifts and give them feedback on how they can continue to develop their gifts instead of disciplining and correcting them, coach them in becoming more aware of who they are and how to make their gifts a benefit to themselves and others. Thanks for listening. For more support, go to thechildwhisper.com where you can purchase the book, subscribe to our weekly parenting practice email, and find a transcription and audio of the Child Whisper podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, thank you for leaving a review. If you have a parenting question, please send it to parenting at liveyourtruth.com.